The sea was angry that day, friends. That's right. We're back. Totally Local Podcast. One more time. Episode 101. That's right. Colorful characters. Lovely businesses. All kinds of people in and around the Jersey Shore area. Monmouth County, Ocean County. That's pretty much it. If you live outside of that, that's okay. You can still watch. But everything we do kind of covers that area because I love it so much. Um, It's a beautiful day here. Uh, Believe it or not, you can see behind me. Uh, the wonderful view we have here, uh, Rooney's Oceanfront. With me always here is, is Aaron, LG Insurance. How you doing, my man? 101, that's awesome. I know, I know. Great, and as per usual, I'm just getting my watch party started. Don't worry, I'm not just I know, I know. some rando. <laughs> we, we have uh, we have Chef uh, Thomas here from, from Rooney's. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, I'm happy to be part of it. And, uh, of course, we have Lauren Flanagan from Zenergy uh, Retirement Planning. Did I get all that right? You did. Okay, happy cool. Happy to be here, thanks. Yeah, and... It is 101, and this is where we start. This is uh, going to be some some wonderful lessons we're going to learn today. We're gonna we're gonna learn about delicious food from Chef Thomas, and uh, we're gonna learn about um, what to do, um, you know, after we're done working, but before we die, basically. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you'll tell us what what we're doing. I wrong. really want to know what's going to happen to the stock market with the election. Oh boy, that's you why she that has covered? a drink in front of her. We're gonna get it. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna get it out of her. We're gonna get it out of her. We're gonna get it out of her. Back a little bit today. So. All right. That's good. That's Waver. good. Oh. It's never good. <laughs> oh man! All right. So uh, just just to get into it, uh, Rooney's love it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a little not nice out today. So so we did reserve a table. So we got in. Thankfully. Um, what uh, what do we got on the menu today? Well, um, as you mentioned, it's it's. Not the best weather. The week has not been kind to us. Uh, rain, I think. Can, I can't remember the last day there was sun uh, at this point. But I'm going to kind of play off of that and give you guys some um, some comfort food, some hot stuff, uh, some things we're known for. We're going to do lobster macaroni. Um, nice. We're going to do some, some old and some new. We have a um, gratin cauliflower. I think it'll, it'll be a great um, cold weather, rainy day food. Uh, we'll do some lobster sliders. We're going to do some pretzel crab bites. Oh, man. That um, sounds good. Just a little bit you, of... You read uh, my Instagram because every time I'm here, I take a picture of what I'm eating. And the last time Andrew and I were here, I had lobster sliders. I think we're going to do um, some truffle Parmesan fries, too. Just just easy things to share and enjoy and nice comfort, cold weather. And, and mumble about day. while we're chewing yes, live exactly. on Facebook Live. <laughs> That'd be great. Don't, don't worry about it. One of us will talk, the other one will eat. The good thing is um, we got the entire restaurant to ourselves right now, yeah. so... It's great. It's, that it's hasn't been the case at all, but but today it is. So we'll take advantage. How long uh, how long have you been at um, at, at Rooney's here? How long have you been working? Actually, I just uh, finished my sixth year. Oh, really? Six years, and it has gone. Uh, it's gone quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's um, the restaurant has changed and evolved and grown each year. Every year seems like um, there's no way we could possibly be busier, mm-hmm. and we do. We find a way every year <laughs> to just kind of just shock you know defy the laws of physics and we have so much space and so many seats and so many days but we we find a way to to get busier and to improve and hopefully the restaurant's better 
each year, and Hopefully. that's that's reflected. In, I love it every time I come. That's reflected in uh, the customer satisfaction and, and returning. So, what uh, what would the staff say about? You? Are you tough but fair? Do you yell and throw? I, oh wow, that's a really good question. I'm, need a camera I'm, in the kitchen. Most people say I'm the nicest and most friendly chef they've they know or have met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I need to find that gear, that that I'm not a yeller, I'm not a thrower, I'm not cursing. I try to have fun. It's it's a grind back there. It's hot. It's yeah. tight. Um, I try to keep it lighthearted. I, I feel like I get better response from the staff. But when I do get upset, when something does piss me off, everybody stops what they're doing and, and, and listens, and they usually get reaction. I'm not crying wolf back there very often. So when I when I have to, I, I can turn it up, but I don't like to. Turn it's a stressful it job anyways. Yeah. Um, so I, I do try to keep uh, keep it in perspective. Or we're cooking food. We're having fun. It's not life or death. Um, no, certain times um, require a little bit more um, focus. But when those times come, we we all know what to do. What's your favorite like recent where you're just like I want to I want to make this people. It's it's the right time. It's Rooney's. It's it's salty out there. What's like a, a great dish, a go-to dish that you guys prepare that this that, time of year? Yeah. Um, we're actually we're, we're trying. To to be more seasonally focused here. Cool. Um, we've been playing with crab fries, mm-hmm. uh, with different variations of crab fries. We have a fantastic boardwalk French fry. It's a great basis for chowder, for a poutine style dish, for like a chicken and peach crab fry. Um, there's just a lot of different ways. So we're kind of going with comfort food. We have a short rib dish. We have a burrata ravioli. We brought halibut back on the menu this week. Um, for the halibut. Yeah. So um, we have a, honestly, we have a ribeye that is a poivre sauce, um, you know, heavy, coffee-crusted poivre sauce, cauliflower gratin, which we'll be tasting. Um, so all those things do lend themselves to to the weather, to the season. I had, half, heartier, I had half a poppy seed bagel for, for lunch. <laughs> save room. You save so room. I had to check my teeth for poppy seeds, and now I'm going to have to really kind of dig in, basically. It sounds awesome. So, Thomas, you're from... I'm from Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm a transplant. What what made you come come up? So um, I've kind of gravitated north as as I've gotten older. I started off in Georgia. I went to school in Tennessee. Uh, went to culinary school in Manhattan, actually. So that was my introduction to the Northeast. And then I lived in Washington D.C. for for seven eight years. And then this has been my most recent my most recent stop. And honestly, the longest of any job I've had in a restaurant now is uh, six years here at Rooney's, so how, how do you, it's home now. It's officially home. So how do they find, like, you know, when, when people are looking, say, for, like, a police chief, they'll look, like, across the country, and they'll be like, oh, they worked here, they worked there, they could be a chief over in Philly, you know, whatever, across the, across the country. Right. So is it kind of a similar thing for chefs where they just put out, you know, an all-points bulletin, we need a head chef, you know, and, and they just put it out there, and then you kind of have to do some kind of gladiator style battling I wish you and other chefs like how do they they pick? should do every chef um, opening job should require a cook off between three or four people hell right? yeah let's make it that would I think they did that or totally some version of that cook-off. but 
you know, with the restraints of the menu and the and the kitchen and the cuisine, mm-hmm. it'd be fun to see what, what different people can throw together. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it was a very boring headhunter interview, multiple interview type process. Mm-hmm. Um, so not too exciting, but I think I was the first hire from the new management here um, when they took over. So I'm happy that I've uh, hopefully done them proud, been here this long. Didn't last year you guys do like an in-house we, cook-off, the GM versus the executive chef versus who else was So what in? we do is, um, and we did, this is the last year, last year we, we had to miss that because of COVID, but it's probably one of the most fun little in-house competitions. We do cooking classes, we do um, all sorts of demonstrations, but for this particular one, it's Jer- uh, Daryl, the GM, myself, and my sous chefs. And so we have... Um, four different ingredients, four different courses, and we each do our take. And then it's uh, blindly tasted by by guests. By you used to be able to buy tickets. To you buy that. tickets, yeah. Regulars, people who so love release. Well, 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 I'm, I'm glad Daryl's not here because he <laughs> does have bragging rights at the moment. Big D, are you listening? He, he does. Um, um, you can send a text whatever he's doing, he probably just stopped so he could get in. Um, <laughs> I I won the first year. He won the second year. We haven't had the rubber match yet. Uh, that was supposed to be last year, so it's coming. It's coming. Um, but wow, I, I, we got to cover it. I'm every totally. Year it's a learning experience because we, we we have to edit ourselves and our palates because it, we're not the ones who are judging the food. Yeah. I've made the mistake of going, um, and some of my sous chefs, we've gone too artistic, a little too, uh, I don't know, too in-depth, too involved. And sometimes it's just straightforward and simple yeah. is the best approach. So the customer's like, where are the French fries? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to give them what they want. Yeah. That's, that's my new French motto here. So macaroni. I mean, yeah, when I it comes time to do it again, I think you'll see a, you know some clearly... I want to demonstrate my my technique and some ideas that maybe I, I feel like I have more experience. I should be able to do more, mm-hmm. but also simplify it to the fact that it's not going to. Um, a lot know, of butter. Right, right. You need not a lot always. of butter. He's from the south. Everything's got a lot of butter. Yeah, you know what? The southern twist might might show up. I, I've tried that before. <laughs> I'm cooking eggs for I cook scrambled eggs for my, for my my son. Butter. He really put the, enough butter in there. He's happy. You're with right. Eggs, you're so. right. But sometimes. When I try to, to go too far outside of comfort zone of people, they're intimidated by it. Yeah. I know we have chicken and waffles on the menu now for brunch. We've done shrimp and grits. We've done all, a lot of other different kind of southern takes. And people, some people are adventurous. Others are just not willing, especially maybe when you come to Rooney's. Mm-hmm. You know what you want. You know what we're good at. Maybe not the place you take a risk or take a chance, even though you should. If you're hearing this and you come and you see these things, yeah. get them. They'll be great. But not always the uh, the venue for people to take a my, chance. My favorite Rooney's memories, my favorite Rooney's meals are several martinis <laughs> and, a, and a big oh ass giant angry ass lobster. You can't you can't do it better than that. I mean, you really can't. That's it. Sitting outside in the summer, warm, thinking thinking happy warm thoughts. I, w- I was counting the months the other day. I'm like, it's like seven months, six months until like it's actually nice. Out. No, when we're here at Rooney's, we we count down till the summer's over. <laughs> but then we also start counting back up to the next summer because as soon as it ends, if Daryl were here, I'd say this: as soon as it ends, you take a you take a deep breath, a couple of days, and then you miss. Then you're bored. You you're bored. <laughs> I mean, days like today, like uh, you have to find things to do, clean something, 
work on a menu. Have a podcast. Have, have a podcast. A, I'm glad. I mean, exactly. in July, we get a gentle middle finger, like, yeah, no, you're right. not. We've been trying to come into Rudy's <laughs> no, multiple times. No, there's, there's no tables then, so. Yeah, so you know, now's a great time to showcase it, and they do uh, they do a lot of good stuff, but you could do a chef cook-off. I mean, I we, we still probably will find a way. Nice given Monday, late afternoon. Given the, the restrictions given you know, that are applied, we'll find a way to... To, to drum up some interest and some business, but uh, the, the traditional things, the buffets and the cooking classes, are those are hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right there with you, you know, making the pie crusts or you do you know, folding. Classes? Yeah, you we do. Up? Every Thanksgiving, that's one of our big ones. We're going to miss that this year. Oh, man. You got to um, do some kind of like video or something. We might be able to do something like that, you know, a, a, a video cook-off. I got a guy that can videotape. Nope. Yeah. That's not a, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about that off, off the air. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring back the, the chef challenge, um, find a way for people to taste the food and judge and you could and just have partial. guest judges like myself we could like do that Aaron you guys could like Lauren Flanagan more. pop around from yeah. house to house or we'll be on site maybe we'll, we'll figure something it. out let's do it alright well uh, Chef Thomas thank you so much for sitting down with us for talking to us um, and I am looking forward to eating and talking okay. to this mic at the same time I will, I will like try to make it as uh, uncomfortable for you as possible <laughs> perfect let's do perfect. it alright All right. well thank lobster you. bibs when I come back oh, yes definitely <laughs> alright I'll be back full embarrassment in a Yes. Let's get in now to the exciting world of retirement planning. Now, people might be thinking to themselves, I don't have to worry about this. Well, you're wrong, people, because guess what? You're getting old, okay? And eventually, either a robot or some little kid's going to take your job, and then what are you going to do? Then you're just going to be sitting around waiting to die. And if that happens, what you want to be doing is something fun, having a couple drinks, relaxing with the loved ones, sitting back, listening to Jimmy Buffett, hopefully on a dock somewhere. Lauren, how do we get people to be comfortably sitting on a dock in Florida uh, before they meet their end? How do we do that? Yeah, I think think the biggest thing is just planning for it. Um, You know, you have to have a budget and you have to have the assets ready Uh to to go. Um, Retirement isn't like it used to be, so it's an industry now. It used to be that you retired at 65 and you basically did wait around to die and, you know, the company was hoping you would because otherwise they were paying a hefty pension. That's Mm -hmm. no longer the case either. Um, We spend most of our lives now preparing with a 401k and you're saving and hopefully you're making more money than you're spending and then retirement comes along and totally turns everything upside down. Mm So, uh, you know, people can't really rely on, you know, a corporation. You know, I, I had a neighbor of mine, uh, they were working for, for a, a bigger corporation for, you know, tens of, of, of years. You know, I forget what it was. It was like 20 years, 30 years. And then, you know, they're downsizing. They're letting people go. Boom. Like, they're gone. They weren't expecting to be let go so soon. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're kind of just left in the, in the wind there. So you're kind of left... In these days, you're kind of left to your own devices unless you have some kind of, I don't know, cushy job. You should really be kind of planning it out for yourself, right? You can't rely on, like, these big companies. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I think that's probably fair because most people aren't giving the loyalty to the companies anymore either. No way. Um, But we sit down, probably one in five people now have a pension compared Mm -hmm. to, you know, it used to be probably closer to 75%. Uh Um, So we're just not seeing that, and it's going to trend downwards from here because this is kind of still that generation 
that, that had them. Uh huh. So uh, what are what are some like a piggy bank ain't gonna cut it? Like what's no. what's I, I go home today. Uh, I'm I'm planning for my retirement. Like what's the first thing I have to do? Do I have to like you know what do I have to do? To crack open the piggy bank? Do do I uh, you know what, what do I do? Yeah. So believe it or not, the first thing that you should do is a budget. Uh huh. Um, because you have to find no. ways. <laughs> I know, Aaron. No. <laughs> We've no. had this conversation, That's, right? No. no. Um, but you have to have an idea of what's going out and where you can cut to make sure that you're saving. Uh-huh. Um, and a savings account's not going to cut it either. You need an emergency account, sure, so you want to have a little bit of savings. But beyond that, you need to get invested or your money's not going to keep up with inflation. It's not going to grow to a comfortable nest egg. How are my accounts doing today? Are we, are we okay? Uh, we're up today. We're up today. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad you didn't ask me yesterday. <laughs> but you know what? We're investing for the long term, right? Up. Let's celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that like? So retirement planning, somebody mm-hmm. sits down with you, you know, they got the budget worked out. Like what, what are you telling them to do? And are people, as far as retirement planning goes, are, are, are people just paying you to give them advice? Or are you like saying, all right, this is what you do. Give us the money and we're going to put it into some kind of fund. I don't know, you know, I don't know how sure. that works at all. Yeah, so it's a combination. Uh-huh. We actually do a comprehensive financial plan for most of our members. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at things like risk management and then we refer business over to Aaron. Um, we look at cash flows. As people get closer to retirement, we're looking at Social Security, we're looking at Medicare. Um, but the biggest portion of it is really investment management and mm-hmm. we do manage money. Um, but what we do is a broadly diversified portfolio and mm-hmm. we use low cost funds. That's really our strategy. So what happens like, I don't know, if like, you know in that movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where like something happened with the bank and there was an angel and then he was gonna like jump off a bridge or something, I don't really remember Clarence. the movie. But like, yeah, Clarence. <laughs> so, you know, the, the bank, you know, th- things happen. Like, how do you how do you know that how you're investing the money, you know, it's, you know, it's not gonna uh, all fall apart and, 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 you know, economic collapse and buildings are on fire and, and, you know, the world is ending. How do you make sure that somebody's like you know stockpile of gold is going to stay where it is and not be like you know depleted or something right um, I think the big thing it goes back to diversification mm. so if you have everything spread out into many different buckets some of them are going to do well and some of them are not but over the long run you know you'll have overall success in your portfolio yeah because I've learned that I through a series of unfortunate events I ended up with my own little Robin Hood app and yes. I was like <laughs> investing and my way to invest is to just kind of randomly throw money at stuff when people tell me to do it and what I realized one day this is what stopped me from doing this this is what made me kind of get out of that game is because I had (laughs) no idea what I was doing and I was like I have X amount of money in here and this one's up and this one's down but I'm not basing this on anything and I'm wondering how many people are silly Americans like myself where they're just like oh I got this you know people like this one I'm going to throw some money in that you know I mean, almost everyone yeah. who's not working with a planner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, it's very emotional and people will talk about, you know, Tesla, for example, or yeah. Apple. And that. that's, <laughs> you know, if you're buying when it's overvalued, yeah. it, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and those are the stocks people talk about. So when people are hyping about it, we're usually like, okay, now it's time to sell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we really don't recommend individual stocks. That's the other piece of it. So. It's like a, it's like a fund. It's like a, it's like all put together in some kind of way where there's like 
what is that called where you have just a bunch of stocks and somebody has like a group of them together and you're just putting money a, into a that? fund there you go yeah right, it's right? a fund and, okay. and some of the ways that um, we do that is low cost um, ETFs which mm-hmm. is kind of like a bucket of all of the big stocks uh-huh. so you know you might be invested in large um, cap stocks which are all the big companies that are growing um, but if one hits catastrophe and, and you know it, it just flounders you're not going to flounder mm-hmm. because all those other ones are holding it up and if all of them do you know again like in a catastrophe you've got bigger problems yeah, yeah. you know we're probably talking about apocalypse yeah yeah Build, that buildings, point. Buildings, <laughs> buildings, buildings burning yeah no one's calling their retirement plan we're like oh there's buildings exactly. on fire Portland um, yeah so don't, don't how much money do I need to retire that, you know that's a great question Aaron, but it's different for it everybody back. you know it really depends on lifestyle so we see people who come to us with you know half a million dollars and are worried about whether they can retire and they can do so so comfortably and we have people who come to us with three million dollars and there's no way they can retire comfortably given their lifestyle so it really depends on how much is going out the door what about people with no million dollars what about people that are under that million start dollar? now yeah yeah no we <laughs> have a lot $10. of people like that let's let's, uh, let's, get, let's get it rolling but yeah I mean the best thing you can do is start early and there's a lot of vehicles when you are making less money too like a Roth IRA which is so powerful because all of the growth is never taxed again mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of great tools when you start early and can you could help people with maybe their you know I, I'm sure it's fun somebody walks in with a briefcase of three million dollars you're like oh boy my new client well like what about you know you, you still could work with people that might not have that briefcase of uh, yeah $3 so million, right? uh, you know our mission is actually to help people achieve maintain and enjoy financial freedom uh-huh. so for me personally I'd almost rather get the you know the smaller potatoes and and grow it into something bigger and yeah. help them and you know there's so many people who we work through our stages and it's so rewarding for them and for us uh-huh. and it's nice to share that do you have like could people look at like a chart and you could say like here here's where you are now down here and then here's where you're you're, you're like you know whatever 60 70 80 and here's where your money's could you you could actually kind of better and worse kind of predict yeah. where it's going yeah we have a really good sense mm-hmm. um, you know there's so many assumptions that go into it so you know if someone came back to me in 10 years with their financial plan and said, well, you said I'd have exactly this much. Well, I will tell you right away that I will not say you'll have exactly that much. Um, But we get pretty close. Uh And what about like, uh, you know, inflation and stuff like that? Yeah, we account for all of that. All right, good. Because the dollar is not what it used to be. No, and it's a real problem. And and that's, again, the problem with just saving in a savings Mm -hmm. account. Because if you're earning 0.75 and inflation is 2% or 3%, or if it spikes at some point, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to run out of money. So, uh, all right, so we're, we're budgeting, we're coming to you talk about stuff, we're not just gambling on, on stock, basically what it is, like what I was doing, you know. It's playing red I, at the roulette table. Yeah, what I, what I <laughs> but was doing or may or may not. too, you're allowed to do that so long as you have that yeah. fund right. set up and running. You can have the funny money too. Yeah, I mean, I was having a good time and, uh, <laughs> you know, Sally Beauty, I was like, oh, you know, pandemic, people are going to be putting on the makeups at home, they're going to be... Nope. Doing the things, and they're not. I lost. I make. I have to just hold <laughs> on to it. And then uh, Stitch Fix. I I, I bought. I, I that went up. They're like more than doubled. And I was like, that's great. The problem is, I only bought once one stock of that. Yeah. 
one stock. That's okay. You doubled that money. I did. I did. So now I have like $30. Good job, yeah. Andrew. You did yeah. it. Yeah. So you when you're looking it. to pick stocks or classes of stocks, you really want to look at valuation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what so many people get into. You know, you look at, people were saying Zoom. We, we started doing all those Zoom calls back I in I bought March. some Zoom, one stock. I sold it and yep. I made like 30 bucks. But by yes. the time people you were like, you should buy like Zoom, it was way overvalued. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Although I, uh, it's still going up. Yeah. What's it at? What's, what's Zoom at now? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It's in, I, I, I want to say it's well over $400. Is it really? Yeah. I may Holy be wrong. Holy crap. I can check. Man, I, I, I did. See, that's why you need a, you need somebody to talk to about this <laughs> stuff. Because I, I, uh, I bought it at the beginning. Again, one stock. $487. Really? Holy crap. Is the, is the stock price today. But it's down $28 today wow. from yesterday. Oh, Andrew. So if Andrew, you looked at Andrew, Zoom Andrew. this time last year, which was yeah. probably a $30 stock. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you bought 1,000 shares. You're doing okay. Wow. Wow. Maybe I should. time to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, hopefully it gone out at a hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I, maybe I, maybe I'm good at it. Maybe I was onto something and I just didn't believe in myself. So, you know, I'll have to make some money on the stocks and then I'll give that for my retirement. Um, do do people come to you with like like goals like I want to retire and have a boat? Like, do they come to you with like certain like ideas as far as like what? Chef uh, Thomas, what's up? Two minutes, guys. All right. Oh, Sweet. Yeah. All right, you're gonna watch us like chew. And, and eat food and stuff. Um, do people come to you with like these goals? Like, this is where I want to be, and like, how do I how do I actually get there? Like, how do yeah. they how do they approach you with what they want? So it depends on the pe- the person. A lot of people are very goal oriented, so they'll come to us with their list. Um, but we kind of draw it out of them too. It's financial planning and retirement planning is a process. So mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to ask you for your net worth and then shoot out a financial plan. We sit there and we spend you know probably upwards of three hours together before we ever start doing anything. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really trying to find out your goals and your thoughts on money and your history with money and you know what you value, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and how do you, like I come in with, with my you know retirement dreams, like you know, you got to make money. Obviously, you're not doing this for the kindness of your heart. I'm sure there's a part of it, but it's like a small percentage and there's a bigger percentage as far as like wanting to you I mean, know, make balanced. your own money. <laughs> yeah, sure, balance, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, everyone's got to get paid for what they're good at. And uh, how, how do you, like, do, do you, how do you get, how do you get paid off of what these people want to do with their retirement? Right. Um, so we're fee-only financial planners, uh-huh. which is a little bit different than um, the majority of advisors out there. So what that means means is all of our revenue comes from our clients. Mm-hmm. So either they pay a flat fee for a financial plan or mm-hmm. we charge a percentage of assets under management. So our job is basically to make a certain percentage so that our fee is absorbed very easily. Um, and we think of our, our fee as really a financial planning fee uh, rather than a money management fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel like you know the services far outweigh the cost. Is there a point where you, people walk in with like a, like a walker and like you know, they're like, I want to retire. And you're just like, bro, you are retired. <laughs> you should retire. Get get the hell out of here. You're too old for this. Get out. Go. Is there a point where people are just like too old and decrepit you can't help them? I, 
I think we probably can help someone at every stage of the game. I, I can't say that that's ever happened, but uh -huh. we have had people come to us in their 80s and um, just kind of need help, even switching gears and maybe looking at more of a gifting strategy or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so you're never too old for help, and you're, you're never too old to start planning, although the best time to start planning was yesterday. Uh-huh. You know. All right, that makes sense. Uh, I, missed, I missed it then. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm guilty with that strategy, too, but, you know, I've been working with, with Lauren and, and Ryan for quite a few years now and I don't look at my accounts on purpose mm -hmm. and then once in a while you sneak a peek and you're like oh it's a little bit of money in there. That's cool. Life is yeah. good. Like it's that nice little surprise. You forget about it, and then you remember it again. And you know, and they do they do a good job with their communication and everything going on, especially through our our current pandemic issues going on. I mean, the communication coming out of the office from you and Ryan has been phenomenal because everybody's scared shitless <laughs> since March of where's my money going, and you know, then the market was doing really good. Then everybody's happy again, and people only seem to call you when the market goes down or do they call you when it goes up and say thank you oh, I mean we get those calls every once in a while but no we, nice. we were fielding panic calls for quite some time and we've been again because of the election and, and the second wave of COVID coming through um, but communication is a value for us and I think it, it's especially important in this field because most advisors are not good at it mm -hmm. so know? what's better for the stock market Trump or Biden um, <laughs> look at the camera think, when you answer this yeah I mean the truth of the matter is there's no historical basis that either candidate would um, have an impact either way. Um, we've seen markets do very well under Democrats. We've seen markets do very well under Republicans. And we've seen the opposite, despite, you know, all of the hyperbole out there about yeah. that. All right. That's a very well, you should run for office. That was a perfect <laughs> answer. But I think what we will see is, you know, some volatility, sure. I mean, when Trump got elected, the market was down um, a thousand points, but it had already rallied before the opening the next morning. And then wow. it went straight up from there. So um, I think what we're really going to experience following the election is a, a sigh of relief like Tommy said before. Okay. And you know, I was trying to catch her off guard but I, I knew the answer that I was getting. So <laughs> you did. It didn't, it didn't work but you know it was worth what, a shot. What was uh, you know I, I want to first of all how are we going to eat this food? Like how are we going to do this? I smell it. I smell yeah. it. Let's uh, let's let's, let's, bring, mean, let's bring it in Wallace. I mean bring, you know. bring it in so people can bring see it in. Let's get it on camera. And, Let, and Wallace. going to take some pictures before we oh uh, my god before we trash the plates. Oh yeah. Oh, is that some brisjute? We just need background music so we can eat for the next 45 yeah. minutes. We need to bring in like a jazz band to, uh, oh man. Oh, wow. Family style. That's fine. That's cool. Wow. Holy crap. Holy, holy moly. If anybody's hungry that's listening and you want to come to Rooney's, get here now before the food is gone. Uh, chef, grab a microphone and tell us what's what. Yeah. While we've got we've, while we've got the That's good, good camera idea. on us. Get in here. Okay. Once again, thank you, uh, Ming, and the Shared Universe Podcast Studios. Um, right. Always ladies, a help. ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, right from back. from your left to right, we have our truffle fries. Oh my God. Little garlic, Parmesan, and truffle oil. They're nice and crispy, and everybody has their own individual basil pesto aioli sauce to dip. Next to that, this is our new fall burrata dish. So we kind of went with like a roasted ratatouille vegetables. Um, a little bit of southern, southern touch here. There's a, a peach and bourbon puree underneath that. And then we topped it with some cornbread, um, a little bit of cornbread breadcrumbs over the top. 
Uh, next to that, that's, that's our tuna bruschetta. That's just an old classic. Um, one of, been here, been on the menu forever. Little guacamole, rare sushi-grade tuna, wasabi sauce, some um, wakame seaweed salad, sesame seeds. A little lobster mac, of course. Um, it's a classic. And then a little newer dish here is a seafood gnocchi. So uh, this one's been on for, for a summer and a half. It's toasted gnocchi in brown butter with uh, lobster, butter. jumbo lump crab, corn, basil, and cherry tomatoes. And finished that with just a little bit of a lobster butter drizzle. And then, uh, as I mentioned, the, the cauliflower. This is a much larger portion, but this is the base of our new ribeye dish and just great comfort food. It's a Swiss cheese and curry bechamel sauce gratin. Bechamel? So. What does that mean? Uh, bechamel is like just a fancy way of saying it's a milk sauce. It's a base. <laughs> it's a Base. It's a base for most of your mac and cheeses, most of your um, dips, things like that. Um, but we added a lot of Swiss cheese and some Parmesan. A little bit of curry powder plays off uh, the, the cauliflower really nicely. Man, thank so, you so much, Chef I hope Thomas. You guys enjoy. I'll sit back down with you. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna do this. Like, we didn't really think about the logistics as Can far I as. Can I serve? Do you mind? Do you want to get some share plates? I'll serve everybody. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. so cool. Sure, why not? I just kind of let's dug in like some kind of an animal. Yeah, those, those plates are... I, I mean, I don't know what to talk about anymore because all I want to do is uh, shove the tuna bruschetta in my face right well, now because that is one of my favorites also. I have some questions. Now, Aaron, this is something that I assumed as far as retirement goes that you would have just like... I don't know. It seems like something you would have like woken up like when you were like 12 and been like, you know, you seem like so put together, Aaron. You know, you you enjoy life. You're loving life. You love your drinks. You love your food. You're on point. Insurance. It's it's something that people need. And I would just have assumed that you would have just known about your retirement plans from like, you know, from the jump. You know, I need another drink before I tell the truth here. Um, knowing about it and uh, acting on it are definitely two different things. But yeah, you know, I've I've had my retirement accounts rolling for quite a few years now. Um, I even have a plan in my office for my staff that's run by Zenergy Retirement oh, wow. right now. We have a simple IRA plan that the employees get to participate in with an equal match. So I help all my staff out as well. And those accounts have been growing, you know, very comfortably and nicely, you know, so we keep contributing to keep things rolling, but at the same time, you know, I still enjoy life to to its to its fullest, to the best of my to the best of my ability. But we have our security in place, you know, we have the the safety funds in place. We've got the retirement funds growing, hopefully for another 20 years. The the 529 accounts for the kids are in the works, you know. So hopefully in 20 years, you know, life will be good. That's good. And but right can... now we'll just keep we'll just keep grinding and we'll keep trying to grow the business, keep making money. You know, Lauren's a great referral partner. She wants her her members to retire safely and comfortably. Well, sometimes that involves a little bit of insurance as well. So How does that fit together? How do those two things we'll, kind of? We'll work with Lauren. You know, sometimes there'll be a life insurance need where we'll help out somebody that's not of retirement age, that's growing their funds, get their life insurance in order so we protect those funds, protect the estates, 
Um, as people get to retirement age, we want to protect the assets, and sometimes we do so with a long-term care policy. You know, this is where Jason comes in. We had these conversations with Jason about the long-term care accounts, the life insurance, and there's different strategies for for each of these types of accounts. And we work with Lauren and Ryan and the team at Synergy to help design the right thing for each client because every client's going to have a different type of need. Every client's going to have a different different type of want and a different type of ability you know, for for that expense, that insurance expense, that insurance investment, right? If we're going to call it an investment, because it is, it's protecting an asset yeah, it is. Is, is part of an investment strategy that, that we put in play with Synergy Retirement. So we definitely do that. You know, sometimes if people are still working, we'll work on the disability insurance, the paycheck protection for those that are still employed and still working. Um, you know, like, you know, that's one of my favorite types of policies for business owners and, and people that are working and, and earning good incomes. You want to protect that paycheck so that you can get to that retirement age and uh, you know go on the trips that Zenergy puts out for for some of its clients they do some awesome stuff on the charity side the enrichment side for their for their members um, you know every year there used to be an awesome dinner pre-covid it's coming back everything's, <laughs> better than ever. everything's fucking pre-covid that's right <laughs> anyway um, what was it like so Lauren what was it like like the difference between working with Aaron like he walks in your office it all office all innocent doe-eyed and you know has these big plans of retiring um what's what was he like when he first walked in your office and and like ha, has he kind of tempered it down oh, to wow. kind of brought in some understanding as far as you know what it means to actually have a retirement plan i mean i think with aaron what you see is what you get right? there you go that's very true <laughs> that was safe <laughs> I, but but I think it's true. Um, you know, as we all mature, you know, different things become more important to us. And I, I think one of the things Aaron's probably a little hard on himself with um, is he kind of laughs when I say budget and he is like, no. you know, I'm not doing that well with um, the retirement planning. But, but the truth of the matter is he's doing all the right things. And in life, there has to be a balance. And one of our, our tagline is actually enriching life. Because if all you do your whole life is save for retirement and you don't live life, you're not even going to know how to enjoy your retirement. True. Um, and you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, while we don't encourage spend everything today because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, um, there has to be a balance. 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 Uh, speaking of balance, you know, <laughs> when I looked at all this food and you mentioned cauliflower, I was like, huh? But balance. I, I, I ate, I took a bite of the cauliflower first because I want to save, you know, what, you know, well, honestly, I took a bite of the macaroni and cheese first. You're one but, of the eaters where you start with the, the least appealing thing on the plate and work your way towards the, the, the best for last. And I gotta say uh, that like, it's not only like the cauliflower like the uh, what was the fancy word for uh, for cheese that you used the, before? The gratin. The gratin. Or the bechamel. Yeah, the bechamel. Uh, it, it's, it's not only like the flavor to it is, is delicious but it's also the way you cooked. I must be cooking cauliflower wrong because it, it, it has a certain bite to it that like it just it's just the uh, the mouth feel. It's the curry. Uh, it's 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 delicious. It's cooked so well, and and uh, I, I'm just it's Thank it's you. so great. What are your uh, what what is your retirement planning looking like? You know, it's funny. I I actually heard a lot of things that, that struck with me. I, I actually do have a disability insurance plan. Had it for a couple of years, so that's good. Um, chefs don't 
I guess would not be normally in your demographic of people thinking of that. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I like what you said about balance. I couldn't agree more. Um, a lot of people do want to just live every day to the fullest. But you could also backload too much that you're not maybe taking advantage of opportunities while you're healthy and young. So I generally just invest in a Roth IRA. Um, I'll probably get more aggressive with insurance as I get older, hopefully have kids soon, then we'll start looking at life insurance terms and whole life and things like that. I know that. a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, as for now, though, I'm, I, I just kind of max out my, my IRA and dabble in, in stocks and equities, and then you know, I'll hit the, uh, hit the games on Sunday, hopefully. Hit the, maybe I'll get a 10-teamer ten, ten in one day, and, Perfect. You know, and that could fund my, uh, my retirement. Yeah, what do you have? Do you no, have? That's obviously top of the pyramid <laughs> stuff, but you guys get it. So. Do you have, like, what would you recommend for Chef Thomas to do? He's, he's young, he's vibrant, he's cooking all this wonderful food, um, but, you know, you know, someday he's going to have to plan for, for his future beyond, like, you know, the, the, you know, the kitchen. Like, what do you, what do you suggest that he does based on what he just yeah, said? The, the shelf life of, of chefs is not as, as many, maybe not as old as other, other professions, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love that you said disability. I think that's one of the biggest things when you, you know, when we're talking to people right before retirement, we're not as worried about disability insurance, um, not as worried about life insurance, depending on the situation, definitely long-term care, um, even property casualty, right? But um, for younger people, if you're working, you have to protect that stream of income. Uh, so that's I'm huge. not good at anything else either, so I really <laughs> I have no fallback. There you go. It's especially important. Then. Right. <laughs> um, but I love hearing the Roth IRA. I think it's one of the most powerful tools in a retirement arsenal right now. Um, you know, it, Once you invest that money, it never gets taxed again. So everything that grows over time, and you have a long horizon until retirement, um, it's all growing tax-free. And I think the other thing, people think, you know, I have 20 years until I retire, so I have 20 years to invest the money. That's not true. That money's invested until you die. So the horizon's really probably closer to 40, 50 years. Um, so there's a lot of time for that money to grow. And, you know, the first couple of years are way, way, way more valuable than the last couple for any investment, obviously. So. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I hope everyone out there is really considering this stuff. I didn't really expect to have all this delicious food in front of me. I also didn't <laughs> expect to really, you know, retirement planning. It's. I don't think it's something, you know, it's great. We have this podcast. Oh, we drink. We're having fun. You know, whatever. But, you know, this is this is about your life, people. Like, New Jersey, Monmouth County, Ocean County. There's, sure, there's a lot of fun things to do. Sure, you could go to Rooney's and have a delicious meal. Sure, you can go to Long Branch Distillery, get a beautiful pineapple martini, and get hammered after your 100th episode. <laughs> you know, travel down to Asbury Park, wander the streets until you realize your wife is going to kill you, and then take, you know, take an Uber home. Sure, you can do all these things. But you really got to start thinking about, all right, if I'm going to be hanging out on this wonderful Jersey Shore until I'm the ripe old age of, you know, 800 and whatever, you know, you got to make sure that you can enjoy that time in, in, a, in a relaxed and, and, and you know, uh, fun manner. And I think part of that is kind of, you, you were talking about the, the disability insurance and obviously the, the retirement planning. That's why you always see Aaron with such a relaxed look on his face. Look at him. That's why. Because he gets to, it's just so much easier to talk insurance and retirement when you're breaking bread and, and, and having a cocktail. So yeah. true. I mean, why not? Um, you know, I, Mandatory for all your office meetings from now on. Yes. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> is, uh, so, Lauren, I, th I think we covered a lot. Is there anything else that you'd like to like tell people uh, before they go out into the world and uh, you know plan on their retirement? Yeah, sure.
Sure. I think, you know, if you're not going to work with a planner, the number one thing you can do is pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, obviously I'm a big proponent of budgeting, but if you pay yourself first, take 10% off the top, 15% eventually, that should be your ultimate goal. But if you're saving 10% of your total income every year, you're going to be in good shape. Um, and then use that other 90% to, you know, support your lifestyle and, and Get enjoy wild. life. <laughs> 90% <laughs> go nuts, yeah. but that 10%, <laughs> what did your back pocket or save fund your for children reading? in our cases, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Chef Tom's, I, I can't, I mean, I can't say enough. I'm going to eat all of this food and then I'm going to eat more food. Listen, dig in, dig in, it's all yours. Uh, Chef Thomas, thank you so much for all this. Um, Lauren Flanagan, uh, Zenergy Retirement Planning. People, you, you really gotta, you really gotta do this because listen, <laughs> something's gonna happen, and you're gonna need to have a plan in place. And if you don't have a plan in place, you know, uh, yeah, I can't help you. Sorry, I got my own problems. You know, uh, you know, you gotta talk to Aaron about the insurance, get that all squared away. Then you gotta talk to Lauren Flanagan from Zenergy about the retirement. And after you do that, come to Rooney's right on the ocean, get a big bottle of champagne. Sit down, talk to Chef Thomas, be like, I need to eat some food because my future is in a really good spot and I am ready to friggin' party. So with all those things in mind, I really want to thank, uh, I want to thank obviously Chef Thomas. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you. Rooney's for hosting us. Uh, Lauren Flanagan, uh, Zenergy uh, Retirement Planning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. W what an auspic auspicious occasion. Uh, Aaron, as always, LG Insurance. Um, Thank you, thank you so much for, for putting this all together. That's great. Thanks, big thanks, Daryl. Big big D for uh, for hooking us up. Thank yeah. you, Thomas. We got to get Daryl on here next time. Cheers. Yeah. We'll Cheers, Daryl. Next time, uh, Ming, Shared Universe Podcast Studios. Please, uh, you know, let's let's wrap this up so you could come in here and get some of this wonderful food. Yeah. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, Instagram, uh, totally underscore local underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, you know, if you're watching it right now, you know where we are. Just look up Totally Local Podcast. TotallyLocalPodcast.com. Uh, uh, that's it, man. I just, just, that's all, because I want to eat some food now. <laughs> bye bye, people. Oh, man. Uh -huh.